What's up, everyone? Welcome into Locked On Bucks solo podcast today, and we've got a bit to get through. First, we're going to pull one out for a streak. The streak ended. It's a very sad day if you're a Milwaukee Bucks fan. Secondly, I want to talk about a key role player, a key off-season addition that is having a sneakily impressive season. And then to wrap things up, uh, this injury list is starting to pile up again. The Bucks have got the Raptors in a game coming up. We're going to look ahead to that a little bit and just discuss the state of the Bucks roster. So let's get into it. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. hear me on this show daily and also find my work over at ESPN. Uh, as I mentioned, riding solo today, the Bucks have got a game against the Toronto Raptors uh, tomorrow, potentially today, uh, as you're listening to this Wednesday night, US time. Uh, that game tips off at 7pm. Uh, the Bucks haven't played the Raptors for a little bit here, but it is shaping up as a difficult matchup for Milwaukee from as we see this Toronto team now starting to get healthy, starting to get some familiar names back in the lineup. Before I dive into it all, today's episode is brought to you by True Bill. True Bill is a new app that saves money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. Uh, as always, we thank you for making Lockdown Bucks your first listen uh, of every single day. And uh, you guys know this, I don't do too many solo pods, uh, but we keep it sharp, we keep it brief. We run through some of the important topics of the day. And I think tonight, or today as we're recording this, we should pour one out for the streak. I'm not going to mention much this game against Detroit. The Bucs lost to the Pistons. Hard to believe. They'd won 16 straight games against the Pistons, which goes back to including the drought-breaking series playoff win against the Pistons back in the 2018-19 season on their way to the conference finals. That was memorable. That was the first playoff series where fans were out in the Deer District, and the Bucks have really bullied the Pistons. It hasn't been close. The average winning margin across that streak has been up above 10. It's been at around 15 points per game, so it's been complete domination. The other streak that we have to mention, of course, the Central Division streak with us in the lineup. I believe it was at 39 games. Justin Garcia, our regular co-host on the show, uh, was discussing that streak or keeping us up to, date, up to date with that streak. But that one went all the way back to 2018 as well. So the Bucs have dominated the Pistons. They've dominated the Central Division. And all that came uh, to an end yesterday. And look, look we, I, I was able to watch this game live. I did put, my through, put myself through the pain of going back and watching this game. You'll be asking why I did that. I don't know. There's something wrong with me. But most of the Twitter feedback I got when I mentioned that I didn't watch this game, what did I do was people saying, do not watch this game, forget about it. This was a typical early New Year, January game where a really good team loses to a team. The Pistons have been playing okay lately, actually. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, not much really needs to be taken from that loss. The Bucks are 25-14 and 14 now. They're tied 
with the Brooklyn Nets, despite the fact they've actually played uh, a couple more games than uh, the Brooklyn Nets have. The Bulls are at the top of the East. They're looking really good. Uh, they've had a couple game winners. And as we've pointed to a number of times, uh, obviously the Bucks and the Bulls are going to match up here in just a little bit. Some really unfortunate news with Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, he twisted, rolled, sprained, whatever term you want to use, his ankle in the warm-up a couple of games ago. And we weren't sure about the severity of this injury or what this was going to mean. But, so this is a, a hammer blow for a guy that's been trying to get back in the team, spent a long time on the shelf with this ankle injury, and it is the surgically repaired ankle that he has hurt here. So really bad, bad luck for Dante. He just out of the protocols. Um, he was shaking off the rust. I know there's a lot of people out there that want to size him for his play. I'm not one of those guys. I'm higher on Dante DiVincenzo than most. I'm willing to admit that. But this is just a real shame. If you go back to his rookie season, he only managed 27 games with that heel injury that he was carrying. He had injury issues going back to college as well. Now this ankle injury has been problematic. He's had other little niggles along the way as, as well. And as we've pointed to, this is a guy that is entering or heading for a restricted free agency. So, you know, contract value, you know, we discussed this last week and I said that I still think that he's a guy that will probably, if he can get back and play and prove that he can play towards the back end and still believe he's a guy that's going to get paid in that 14 to $50 a year range. Could be wrong. That's where I see his value. I think that he is a guy that because the Bucks won the title, I'm, I'm going to, I'm dying on this hill. I'm going to say that he's been chronically under or critically underrated by Bucks fans just by the fact that he wasn't there when they won the title. We quickly forget all the little things that he does. He's not a a guy that is a, a consistent shooter. He's not a an elect scorer. He's going to be erratic. He's going to be inconsistent. But even if you just look at his three point numbers, they have climbed each year that he's been in the NBA. It's not perfect. He doesn't have the perfect game. But I really do think he's a high-caliber role player, particularly on a team that's looking to contend. And I, I think that he would have pushed himself into the starting lineup here in a couple of weeks. So again, I know that's a polarizing topic. I know there are people that strongly disagree with me and like to, to look at the negatives of Dante rather than the positives and what he can do on the floor. But either way, this really sucks. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know what this means for the Bucks moving forward. Um, if he is unable to really make a strong push towards the back end of the season. Maybe this is something that's him a lot of money, which if you want to look at it from the completely cold, uh, heartless, I guess, way, you might say, well, that the Bucks could benefit from that. Um, but ultimately, I just want to see him get on the floor and play. I think he's super talented. I think he would be important to this team, and he provides another level of versatility uh, in different lineups that you can throw out there. Defensively, he's disruptive, as we know. So Dante DiVincenzo uh, out for a couple of weeks. And hopefully uh, he'll be able to come back and have a bit of good luck because it's absolutely overdue for him. I want to talk about a role player and a pretty important role player on this team. We haven't discussed him a lot because he kind of just goes under the radar. He doesn't really stand out. He's not necessarily flashy. I'm going to get to that in just a little bit. After I talk about True Bill, our sponsor of the podcast today, Bill is a new app that helps you identify and pay for subscriptions you don't need, want, or have simply forgot about. On average, people save up to 720 bucks a year with True Bill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. True Bill makes it incredibly simple. 
simple. Your accounts and true bill will cancel your unwanted subs in one tap and your true bill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Uh, Truebill has over 2 million users and helps save over 100 million bucks. Fair chunk of change there. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Go right now. That's truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Got to hydrate here. I'm going solo. It's a tough... Tough game we're playing here, but I do want to remind everyone about the Locked On Net, uh, Locked On Now podcast. Locked On Net, so you can listen to Locked On Nets if you want, but the Locked On Now podcast. Uh, I've mentioned this before. We do these little clips in the post game. You'll see if you follow me on Twitter, and uh, the network puts all these clips together so you can get a quick recap from around the Locked On podcast the night before. It's a pretty cool show, pretty cool idea. I was talking about True Bill and the subscriptions that everyone has. And I had to sign up for a free trial last night because we know, and Frank should be here when I'm talking about different streaming services, but my goodness, there's this streaming service called Binge in Australia. I don't know if you have it in the US, but there's all the other ones, Netflix, Stan, uh, Paramount Plus, whatever it may be. And you end up signing up for all these things because it's just this one show you want to watch. And I signed up for this binge last night because I wanted to watch this Harry Potter 20th anniversary, which I, I haven't finished yet, but I think it's awesome. And I know that I'm going to forget about this free trial and then I'm going to start getting charged. So maybe I, you know, should be should be hooking that into my true bill account so we can uh, take care of that and I'm not costing myself money. Uh, a man that had a pretty rough end to the season last year but came back to Milwaukee, we haven't spoken a lot about, is George Hill. And I think when we saw... George Hill come to the Milwaukee Bucks. I think overall, everyone was pretty happy about the signing, but I think there was significant question marks over what he was going to be able to bring to the team. He actually only played 16 games for Philadelphia 76ers last year after he was bought out from Oklahoma City. He went to Philly. Uh, everyone thought that this was going to be an impactful signing. It didn't quite work out that way, uh, but hey, Philly was a mess. Come on, let's be real. But I think I mentioned this on the podcast. Last week, I went back and I watched uh, the Bucks and Suns from the NBA Finals Game 5 and Game 6, which was an awesome uh, rewatch, by the way. I think you could imagine that I probably... And I, I still... There was a stretch in Game 5 of the NBA Finals last year where the Suns were all over the Bucks. Remember at the start of Game 5, uh, they doubled up Milwaukee. I think they were up 32 at one point. I think they led 39-23 at the end of the first quarter. And you're thinking, well, okay, the Bucs are going to go down 3-2. But the thing that was just boggling my mind at the time was the fact that Jeff Teague was on the floor during this absolute barrage. He wasn't able to dribble. He wasn't able to do anything. And by the way, we're talking about Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, in that high-pressure environment, you would have loved to have had a veteran point guard that was able to just calm things down a little bit they originally thought dj augustine that guy uh, he proved pretty influential in in the tucker trade so that worked out just fine in the end but the point being you would love to have a, you know, a steady hand a steady backup point guard for the minimal minutes you may have during the post being that guy he's only averaging seven points and three rebounds which clearly is is not much but uh, i think if you look at the numbers 
everything from an advanced perspective paints a pretty good light on him. I know Frank was messaging uh, the DM uh, a couple of days ago, and he was throwing metrics forward that seemed to uh, paint a pretty favorable picture of George Hill. There's no doubt about that. The incredible thing for me with George that I think is worth monitoring and does a little bit nervous is just how much he's had to play so far this season. 33 games he's played, and he's already started in 12 of those. Uh, just for reference here, he only started two games in the 106 regular season games he played with the Bucs over those uh, that sort of season and a half that he was in Milwaukee. So he's already been pushed from a minutes perspective further than he was in those two years as well, game at the moment so far this year. So I just think you want to be pretty careful with him because I do think that he will be valuable come the back end of the season. Again, he's not flashy. He's not doing anything crazy. He's not going to explode for a, a scoring output. And I think back to the 2018-19 postseason when Eric Bledsoe was on the Bucks and George Hill was really lent on in really, really key moments. And I remember being at those games, particularly in Toronto, when it felt like the walls were caving in on the Bucks and you had to get Bledsoe off the floor. And George Hill was the one guy that I thought when he had the ball in his hands that, okay, something good's going to happen here. He's going to be fine. He's going to be relaxed. Uh, we're in control in terms of running an effective offense. He was he was really good in that series. But two years on, is he capable of being that guy? He's played 826 minutes so far this season. The Bucks' point differential in those 826 minutes is plus 20.4. It's absolutely absurd. I think one of the most interesting things about the lineup data when you look at this for George Hill, he's played 319 minutes alongside Drew Holiday. So almost half, over 40% of his minutes have come alongside Drew Holiday. Remember, Drew's spent some time on the sidelines as well. So that number might actually be higher, which is kind of fascinating to me when you project ahead, throw out there. In those 319 minutes so far, not the biggest sample size, but in those 319, minutes 120.8 offensive rating 8.5 defensive rating for a net of 34.3 so keep that in mind keep an eye on that moving forward for the lineups with George Hill and Drew Holiday because I think that's an intriguing option when you potentially have Giannis playing at the five obviously you have Chris Milton out there with the next guy is it Pat is it Wes Grayson Allen if you want some shooting Dante we've discussed in this podcast we'll see where he's at as the season moves on. But that's an interesting combination, the whole Hill-Holiday uh, backcourt combination with the Arnest lineups with Middleton is something to look forward to. He's 74% at the rim. Now, obviously, it's a pretty low frequency. A lot of these are, are you know, open layups, cuts, whatever it may be. He's shown an ability to, to put the ball on the floor. At times, he's shown a little bit of burst. So... I think it's a good sign that he still looks pretty spry for a guy that is almost 36. The three is interesting. And by the way, that 74% at the rim would be a career high if it holds uh, moving forward. But his three-point percentage of 31% would be a career low. He's 27 for 88 on what NBA.com stats qualifies as open or wide open three. So that's uh, when the defender is four feet or further away from George Hill, 27 for 88. That's 30.6%. That's pretty ugly numbers there for George Hill. 
I would expect come up. I mean, this was a guy that even with his struggles last year with Philadelphia, he still knocked down 40% of his threes. We know he was electric last time he was in Milwaukee shooting the three ball. So we are nearing the halfway point of the season, but I still have some optimism. The three-point percentage will come up a little bit. And just based on the based on the shots that he's taking, the rim stuff feels at least semi uh, consistent with what you could potentially expect for the rest of the season. Maybe it doesn't stay at 74. Maybe it drops to sort of the high 60s. But the three-point shot is something that uh, I would definitely love to see come up there uh, with George Hill. And just for reference, he was 57% at the rim with Philadelphia last year. He wasn't popular. I mean, if you go back to when he signed with the Bucks. Uh, there was a lot of Philadelphia fans out there that were saying, well, you know, have fun with that. This guy's washed. He's got nothing left in the tank. I still think the biggest concern with George Hill is just going to be health moving forward. Hopefully he's fine. Hopefully he gets through the season because I, I think there's been enough there for a little bit of optimism um, for a guy that you might be able to play at the backup point guard position. So George Hill, got to show some love to George. We haven't done it so much this season yet, uh, but he deserves it. I mentioned the Raptors game. I mentioned the injury list. There are some more updates in addition to uh, Dante Divincenzo. Tell you what, if you're the Bucks right now, you you've got all sorts of issues, whether it's COVID, whether other injuries, and I, I think the way out of this is to eat built bars. It's a new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include a built bar in your plan. Built bar is the protein bar that tastes just. Maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes a resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, they can be chalky, waxy, or taste like a chemical spill. It's pretty dramatic, but I guess it could be true. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Uh, they're healthy for you. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein, which is nice. And compare that to any other candy bar on the market. Uh, this is uh, a much healthier option. So uh, start the new year with Built Bar. I said, we've had listeners, they they tag me in their, when their package arrives. They're loving it. Just go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And now that you've saved all that money, you may as well jump across to betonline.ag, which has you covered uh, beyond the holiday season with the props, odds, and lines more than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season. Actually, that's done. And the pro football playoffs as they approach. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. If you want a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, sign up today. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get that bonus. Whether it's basketball that you're interested in, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, whatever it may be, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers. Bet online where the game starts. All right, I mentioned this injury list as we keep rolling on locked on bucks. Hopefully, I'm hanging in there on a solo pod. I just thought it would be a good idea to just recap where we're at because the bucks are now going through what I guess you could call the second the second wave of health and safety protocols on the team this season. I guess that's how you would classify it. Um, Jordan War is in the protocols. Uh, Grayson Allen's in the protocols. And by the way, Grayson Allen, we discussed it on a recent podcast. This guy was very ill over the last few weeks. And there's been a lot of people that have, have wondered about his play. He's been struggling. The man dropped up to seven pounds in the space of a couple of weeks. 
it's difficult to go out and play at the NBA level and contribute at the higher level he was when you are that sick or you have been that sick. Now he's got to deal with COVID. So um, let's hope he's feeling fine, honestly. Let's hope that Grayson Allen is doing fine and can get back out on the court here soon. Pat Connaughton, another one in the protocols. And then you, then you already had uh, Thanasis and uh, Shemi Ojale in there as well. So that's the guys that are active in the health and safety protocol. Of course, this could change before the Toronto game. Guys that have already been in there on the roster. So you've got Dante DiVincenzo, Chris Milton, Giannis, Wesley Matthews, Bobby Portis. Uh, this season, guys that haven't been in there, and this is what we start need to start thinking about here because you, you suspect that these other guys are eventually going to go in there. It's it's terrible to think about, but it just seems that it's uh, the obvious path here or what's going to happen. Brooke Lopez, who's been away for the team anyway, he probably will be safe. We'll see where COVID's at towards the back end of the season, but hopefully by the time playoffs roll around, it feels like this is never ending, but hopefully things have changed a little bit. Uh, Drew Holiday was in there last year, which I think we're learning that that doesn't mean a lot. So Drew Holiday is probably going to be on watch here for a little bit. Uh, Boogie Cousins, Rodney Hood, uh, there's a couple of other guys there at the back end of the roster. But most of the the key players, most of the key players, obviously, like I said, be on Drew Holiday watch here. They've been through the protocols, which is interesting because uh, the Bucks are coming up against a Toronto Raptors team that has been decimated absolutely decimated all at once. I was watching the Raptors game a couple of weeks ago, and I, I think I mentioned that you know, DJ Wilson was starting for this Toronto team. Uh, he was racking up some stats, but uh, they had no one. They didn't have their starting lineup at all or like their, their first choice three reserve guys. Uh, that's come full circle. They're now back. No, it's a back-to-back uh, for the Raptors. But it's, it's worth keeping an eye on because Toronto are a team that I think early on in the season, people sort of questioned where they were going. They're seventh on the season. They're ninth in the year for fifth. And if you want to extend that, um, they're only half games back of the Bucks in, in second. So as the protocols start, continue to run amok, we've seen standings uh, go up and down. And, and you've heard me say it up the season, this is why racking up these wins, banking these wins is so important. And that's why it's a shame they weren't able to handle the Pistons uh, last time out here, but this is going to be a challenge. The Raptors usually play pretty well against the Bucks, and I would expect the same here in this game. Uh, we'll be back post game. We'll have a post game podcast after this one. Uh, a bit going on in, in in the world right now, and some things get in the way. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to watch that Pistons game. Uh, we're here now, and just. Just keep an eye on this injury report. I don't know what else. You didn't have to update it every game, uh, but it is the way things are right now. But I thought it was a good chance to and recap everything that's going on. And Dante Watch, I know there's always takes on him with this injury. But we'll wrap it up there. It's always a short when I'm going solo. I don't want you guys listening to me I drag on and on and on for 40 minutes. So we'll leave it there. Check out the Locked On Bets podcast, though, with your boy Q and handicapping expert. Lee Sterling, they've got you covered for everything you need over there. And for now, wrap it up. I'm Kane Pittman. You can see me there if you're watching on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, get on YouTube, hit subscribe. We're nearly at 2K subs, and we're rolling from there. We want to get to 2K and beyond. I actually want to get to 10K by the playoffs. 10K, that's the goal. Outrageous goal. We'll see if we can get there. Appreciate all you guys for listening. We'll be back after the game. Bucks Raptors, 7 p.m. That's fun.
that's it for them. 